I didn't know I needed it until now, but now I know that I need it. You definitely needed this one. From at Tammy Crew on Twitter. The tweet is, Genie, please, no. Millipede, more legs. One more time? Say that again? Genie, colon, please, no. <laughs> Millipede, colon, more legs. <laughs> perfect tweet is a clean workshop, ready for its carpenter. A perfect tweet is a single mother, waking up early to make breakfast for her kids. A perfect tweet, a babbling brook, a newborn baby deer. Find your legs, baby deer. Find your legs. And find the perfect tweet with one perfect tweet. Do we want to talk about what just happened? Oh, I guess we should do the show intro. Before we even intro the show. Yeah, I mean, fine. Uh, Steven. Yeah. It'd be a really cold open, but... Well, we already did the I... cold open. That already happened. It would be even colder. Cold open, too. As cold as my heart. Here, uh, just, like, intro the show. Uh, let's start it. Let's do the show. Okay, hello. Welcome to One Perfect Tweet, a podcast where something happened in Michael and Alex's apartment earlier, and I'm dying to hear about it. <laughs> I'm one-third of your co-hosts. My name is Stephen Shockett. Welcome, 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 welcome to Roommate Buddies. <laughs> welcome to Roommate Tales, a show we're of roommates. T- where, where two roommates make their third friend feel really bad for not being a roommate. <laughs> a woo Roommate Tales. A woo-hoo. Uh, my name is Michael Sullivan. I'm the number two of this trio. And my name is Sergio Alexander Maggi, but please call me Alex, and I'm your third co-host. And it is ranked in that in order. order. Yeah, in order. Um, best to worst. You can follow along uh, with perfection at the Twitter handle at OnePerfTweet. That's at the numeral one, P-E-R-F-T-W-E-E-T. Uh, and I'd like to thank James Hendry for the uh, intro to our show and uh, tell people to just pop on over to iTunes and rate, subscribe, and review. And I'm just going to say this just as an umbrella thing. Michael's dog is real uppity tonight. He's, it's definitely coming through the audio. Like, yeah, you. I, I don't care what There's Steven no says, and he can't avoid. hear it. Like, no, I'm hearing it through the Skype call. I'm right next I'm to the room it. that he's whimpering in. I just want to say, Hi, welcome to our dog murder podcast. <laughs> just say it's not that. It's not a dog murder podcast. <laughs> We're coming to you live from the dog factory. <laughs> no, I think, the, I think the juice is loose. We got the secret. The secret fourth co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. Hi. So there's a reason why Simon is being an uppity boy tonight. There is, yes. Did, so, did he not um, get all of his walkies? Oh, he got he got all his walkies, all his poopies. He's He should be good. Um, but uh, mere moments ago, there was a cat in this <laughs> uh, condo. <laughs> we don't own a cat, but there was a cat. And, si- and Simon got turnt about that cat. <laughs> Simon was all about the cat and it doesn't help the the cat so okay I was um I was walking my friend out um he, he was grabbing a lift from the uh condo complex and uh on our way to the front there was just a cat like mewing at us and it had a collar on and what do you do when you encounter a cat with a collar fight it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know we're a dog murdering cat fighting show if it's got four legs we'll take it down 
<laughs> so no, that's wrong. Um, we okay. <laughs> our thing, our thought process, our thought process was: this cat is is meowing at us. This cat has a collar on. This cat has escaped. This cat should be returned. Uh, we were wrong, as it turns out. We were we were very wrong, but. <laughs> That is, in fact, what we did. And I took Simon's crate, and we got the cat into the crate and called the number on the collar. And the response I got was, Oh, you must be new to the building. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly new to the building. Oh, yeah. Tigger, Tigger just roams around. <laughs> Tigger just roams around the building. Tigger meows at people to try to get food, but... Don't feed Tigger. Just let Tigger roam around. <laughs> and it took everything in my power to be to not say, Fuck you, old lady. You goddamn don't leave your cat roaming around for people to think that it's a strand that they're supposed to call this number. I had a caller with a number. I had a caller with a number. You know what we really should have done was a public service and uh, memento-style tattooed Tigger's rules onto his body. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feed the cat. Don't capture the cat. Don't call the number on the collar. We get it. There is a phone number on the collar. Don't call it. That's normally what you would do. That's what polite society has taught you to do, but don't. Don't do it. His his name is Tigger. John G. raped and murdered his wife. <laughs> so, so we had Tigger in Simon's crate. Um, she said to just sort of unceremoniously dump Tigger into the uh, patio of this woman's unit that's also in our condo building. Mm-hmm. So Alex and I uh, took Simon's crate with Tigger in it, brought it to this uh, uh, deck, um, let the cat back into the deck, and then uh, broke a pot. Whoa, whoa, hey, <laughs> Michael. Snitches get stitches, dude. Oh. We knocked a pot over. We knocked a pot over. And before my brain can even process what has just happened, Alex is saying, walk away, walk away, walk away, walk away. His, his instinct, his instinct for <laughs> break something and then book it is, is incredible. It was, it was a total knee-jerk reaction. It was just walk away, walk away. Because in my head, the math was just like, more trouble than it's worth, more trouble than it's worth. I mean, you're right. And frankly, the worst case scenario is they call us and they go, did you knock over a pot? And you, and and you just say, say, no, yeah, no, lady. that pot roams the building. Don't put a plant <laughs> in that pot. Oh, you must be new here. Oh, yeah. Did you break it? Oh, no, no. Don't break the pot. The most, the most bittersweet uh, thing that could possibly happen because in michael's mind it's going to be they call and ask did you break a pot and we'll just be like no tigger knocked it over and like just stand by that truth the most (laughs) bittersweet result is that that woman goes like well i was listening to my favorite podcast one perfect tweet and And our response will be like oh my god thank you so much for listening and uh yeah we're fucked we we here's your new pot we we bought your replacement pot the jig is up oh my god that'd be rich it would just That'd be like be the most confusing emotions of flattery and also being caught in a total lie. <laughs> I'm fully expecting a decade from now uh, when our show is mega popular and it does sort of trickle into this woman's earbuds that I get a court summons that's just like damages, one pot. Ten- <laughs> what's, the, what's the statute of limitations on pot breaking? I think if you, I I think if you break it but you're not selling it to anyone, 
it's okay. And as long as you're not growing anything in your house, it's still illegal. And the pot has to be under, I want to say, one ounce. Oh, 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 this is cute. This is a good thing. Uh, See what yeah. I did there? We get it. It's a That's little cute. bit of a yeah. legalization humor. Everybody did. Yeah. There's a little bit of stoner jokes for you stoners out there. It's 420 somewhere. You know, you like that stoner humor. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, you mentioned that one day we'll get mega famous. And uh, it's been a while since we've talked about how to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I have I have a potential I'm thought. I'm listening. Oh, boy. So, uh, I went to see a movie this week. And uh, in the, like, pre preview previews like you know that shitty stuff where it's like oh i'm i'm maria menudos here's a bunch of tv shows you're never gonna watch oh, and then at the end of it they're um, like you just saw maria menudos tell you about a bunch of shit you're never gonna watch <laughs> please turn off your cell phones it's it's even worse than that because they always try and make it like topical not not to put them on blast but this is regal cinema's first look that's what you're uh, calling <laughs> yeah, out right now just basically. so everybody knows and we're trying to skirt around and but no this is a hot take damn it Alex michael we only have so many bleep sound regal effects cinema's we can use look. and we definitely can't afford <laughs> <laughs> that hot lawsuit that's coming down the pike now i think my favorite uh is in the recaps when they're like you went behind the front lines with band of brothers and and you <laughs> Opened all the presents with Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. And, and you also built all the buildings with Bob the Builder. Here's your fucking movie. <laughs> you um. stupid idiot that got here too early. You friendless loser you? that showed up because you didn't have anything better to do. Oh my god. <laughs> I would love it if like weeds had done something with that. And it'd be like, you got toked up with weeds. <laughs> But so anyway, in these previews, uh, and I guess, you know, the, the chain of theater is blown at this point. It was a Cinemark. Uh, but they basically <laughs> rolled out their concept for, like, fantasy theater ownership. Uh, where basically, oh. every week, what? you choose movies that are about to be released. And you say, which one is going to have the higher box office returns? And oh. uh, from that, you can, you basically win, I guess. I don't know. I don't feel like anybody <laughs> wins in this equation. Do you win um, money or? And so the guy that I was with, I was like, this is ridiculous. And he looked at me as like, oh, yeah, a couple of years ago, they also had like there was a fantasy league where you could basically be like a studio head where you would like green light, like, quote unquote, green light movies that were already like made and about to come out. And you also thought would have box office, like high box office returns. So basically what I learned is that everything can be fantasy leagued at this point. So how do we gamify one perfect tweet? <laughs> there it is. You know, to to fantasy league ification. Fantasy one perfect tweet. Well, I think okay, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I think the most obvious route is um uh whether or not the tweet is going to be funny. I know it's kind of a binary <laughs> like an up down sort of thing right. so almost always no <laughs> <laughs> we could i suppose put a scale against it or like yeah so in advance is this week's tweet uh uh going to be like <laughs> <huh>. <laughs> funny or is it going to be like oh oh, oh, oh funny like <laughs> those are the only two results <laughs> it, it doesn't get more boisterous than that i promise 
you could do you could do a fantasy element of like predicting whether or not everyone's favorite segments of the show will happen. Mm. And, mm. Do you guys hear that? Do you guys hear you know, that? You know the two. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? I don't hear it no. either. I, I don't. I don't think I hear anything. I, I think we're in the clear. I like that. I like that. Uh, that misdirect. That was a good fake out. That was a good fake out. That was great. You know, that just keep awesome. you on your toes. I, I will. We, we can. We need to talk about this afterwards. Tony Hawk did post something fucking incredible. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about, about it. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. We can't. God okay, damn right. it. Okay. Fine. No. 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 We just can't get it over with. Honestly, if we could just do it fast. Yeah. No. Just. Okay. So insert hawk noise here. <laughs> A very, very small Hawk report. Tony Hawk posted uh, a video of himself in the, t- in the 2001 TV show Max Steel. I saw that. Oh, it's played, so good. Where he played a character named Tony Hawk. And it's, it is seriously like 1992 video game cutscene graphics of just like... Uh, anyway, that's all I want to say. Just go check it out. It's fucking amazing. And before we close up the Hawk Report, I just wanted to say how much joy it brings me <laughs> to see how much joy it's brought you to be following TH on Instagram. Mr. Hawk is really just just an unstoppable force for good in this world, and I, I can't get enough of it. All right, that's all. I think that concludes the Hawk Report. Great, cool, awesome. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, what were we talking about? I remember Michael saying he had something. <laughs> I do. I had a week. Can I tell you about it? I have been waiting for you to tell me about your week. Literally all week. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> our, our episode was late this week. Um, it was my week to, to edit, and I had set aside Wednesday evening as my edit day. We recorded on Tuesday. I was, I was all ready to go Wednesday evening um, uh, to edit. And I'm at work, it's about midday, and I get this really funny feeling uh, in my, oh, uh, pause, NFD. This, the rest of this podcast is super not for dads. Super not for dads. (laughs) Not, definitely not for moms either. It's actually probably more for dads than for moms. It's really not for anyone. NFP. That's why we're recording it and putting it out there. (laughs) Not for people. So, okay, back to Wednesday. Uh, midday, I have a a feeling of pain in my left testicle. Dads have testicles. It's, this is a completely <laughs> safe for dad topic. Okay, fine. It's a fine dad. To- uh, so I have a uh, pain in my left nut. Um, I uh, I'm thinking, you know, this is fine. This will pass. This will go away. Uh, but a couple hours pass, and I realize it's still there. And I also realized that when I stand up, I feel very lightheaded. And so I call, um, my, my insurance has an on-call nurse. And I give her a call and explain my symptoms. And <clears throat> the purpose was um, to determine if this was something that I could kind of just like let sit or if it was something that, that needed immediate attention. Um, and her response was, um, you should go to the ER. Oh, as soon as you can. Um, and if it gets really, really bad really fast, or if you start vomiting. I like how Steven's reaction uh, was like, hmm, not what I'd say, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> because I would have, I have definitely said, opinion. why don't you sleep on it? Which has been <laughs> right, I want to say, five out of six times. But that sixth time, it was good that they didn't listen to me. Anyway, go on. So um, so I call, I grab my things. I call myself an Uber. And I, um, and I asked to go to the ER. Uh, on the way in the Uber, I fainted. Whoa. And then came to... Yeah, which was a really weird experience because I was like, why am I in a car? What is happening? Rolled down the window, tried to get some air. Um, I got into the ER. Um, They brought me into triage, which is where they sort of take your vitals. And as soon as I got in, I just threw up, which let me tell you, uh, pro tip, next time you're in the emergency room, throw up. Because then they'll just like jump on that. You get such attention so quickly. It's it's literally like I, I I'm not gonna do the ER any other way. You always were so attention starved, Michael. That was my least favorite. <laughs> yeah, well, it hasn't changed. I have a show now. Um, so they put me on fluids. Um, they get me they get me into a room. Um, going off of that theme, I take a few hospital selfies that I can send to some cute boys to get some sympathy because. Uh, uh, the audience, the um, audience just lost sympathy for you, one hundred percent. Hey, I lost sympathy for me too. <laughs> By the way, Michael's sort of like the anti-hero of this podcast. He's not <laughs> the protagonist, but he's not quite the villain. He's a very nuanced character. I don't know. We're still working on it. He's the guy you yeah, you want to follow his story, but you don't necessarily like him. <laughs> <laughs> you. You want to know what happens, but you're not. You don't really want it to go well. <laughs> I'm more interested to see if he will succeed or fail, not if he will succeed. <laughs> I just hope there's an outcome. <laughs> so that happens. Um, they they decide to take an ultrasound, and now it's time to start ruling some things out. So the first thing that they're most worried about is uh, torsion. So they roll in and... a giant whiteboard and they write everything. At the bottom, they just write death? Question <laughs> mark? <laughs> like, that's the last one we'll rule out. That's the last one. That's the last one. Yeah, that I've, that I've already died on. Well, yeah. <laughs> Your doctor walked in and he was like, hello, I'm Dr. WebMD. We think it might be death. Um, the first thing is torsion, and the reason that they want to rule out torsion first is because uh, if you don't get operated on right away, um, you can lose a testicle. And now, I don't want that. I'm a gay man, so I wasn't getting a ton of use out of them anyway. Oh, come on, come on, really? don't be humble. No, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Like, I, I'm if it can go to a better home, like take it. I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't mean to be so greedy. I ha- I've got two. You like, always were generous and caring. Fine. That's what I like most fine. about you. Specifically with your balls. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not torsion. Option two. This is the one that I thought it was. I was pretty sure that it was a hernia, which I think is actually the reason I passed out in the car was that that thought passed through my mind. And that's like, I do not want that to be it. That is That seems to me to be the most terrible uh, possible outcome. And the test for uh, uh, a hernia is a doctor reaches way up in, in places that you don't want them to, and then you cough. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. You, you turn your head and you go, <coughs> and they feel if things move that shouldn't be where really? they are. Uh, Wait, Stephen, have yeah. you not had a physical in like the last like 
couple years? Well, so I grew up in the in the Bible Belt, and our sex ed wasn't that good. <laughs> they didn't. Hernias have nothing to do with sex. They didn't really teach us about anybody of any kind or size or shape or profession going inside any part of anybody. <laughs> they showed us a picture of a condom and then taught us about STDs for a week. <laughs> they showed you a picture of a condom and they drew devil horns on it. Said so bad. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a hernia. The third one uh, that they were convinced it was, which is um, epididymitis, which is a type of infection that you get in your balls. Did you know your balls could get sick? It's crazy. What? <laughs> yeah. So they were pretty convinced it was this. Um, which is the one I really didn't want it to be because um, uh, epididymitis you usually get from chlamydia. And, you know, I'm no saint. But I had just gotten tested last week and didn't have chlamydia. And I thought... <laughs> how was your week, though? How in the... Ha- <laughs> uh, uneventful. <laughs> I would have been literally like the Virgin Mary of STDs <laughs> if I'd gotten epididymitis. Like, that would have been some crazy shit that would have been amazing they were like "Ah, yeah supposedly Uh, a toilet seat gave you epididymitis it's the it's the immaculate infection (laughs) (laughs) fuck i just took a drink of water (laughs) yeah i I waited for that But takes aren't as fun. No, on they're very detrimental to the <laughs> podcast. They're not enjoyable for anybody else. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, was it chlamydia. So, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't epididymitis. It wasn't chlamydia. Um, <laughs> so, so, do you want to know what the uh, what the diagnosis was? I, don't know. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of like, I'm in on the rhythm of like, oh, yeah, me I know. setting them up and then knocking them down. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, the diagnosis was, uh, sometimes these things just oh, happen. The, the best and worst possible scenario. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes these things just happen. Bummer. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big saga for very little payoff. it's not that i wanted you to have any kind of condition or sickness or anything it's just it's kind of like a a car chase that doesn't end in an explosion it's kind of like i wanted my friend to get hit with an exploding car in a car chase you're really carrying this with you (laughs) (laughs) it's more that i delivered such a dud of a of a conclusion that i needed to recall when you did it to make me feel better no, I mean, I, I meant Steven's been carrying the fact that he wanted me to see an explosion and be a part of that whole experience. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought it would be cool. I mean, cool. I did too. Why don't we move on to this other topic that I could use some advice for? Please. Uh, pretty simple. I'm going to a wedding next March in New Orleans. Okay. That's Go on. like that's six to seven months from now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that means it's either one I or have the other. a decent amount of time to set up a long con. Ooh. What should I prepare now for a no, New Orleans-based no, wedding? No, Steven, Steven, this mm. is your friend's big day. Mm. It's not about me. And all you can do is thinking about how you're going to make it about you. It's, it's Steven, here's here's the thing. I can only, I can only do... Th- 
certain things if uh if i if i feel like they're within moral rights so mm. has this friend wronged you in any way has yeah, have have they, they ever wronged slighted you? you yeah i would Ox love right. to say yes to that question so i will yes <laughs> <laughs> all right here's Great. the best thing i can the think con of. is on <laughs> here's the best thing i can think of you know that fucking scene in in love actually where they're in a wedding, like, they're in a... It's, like, starts in a wedding, and they turn around, and then, like, one guy starts playing Love is All You Need with, with the trumpet, and then, like, the whole... Everybody... It turns out everybody's got instruments. We didn't actually invite anybody to this wedding. Everybody's just a paid musician. Yeah. So every scene um, in Love, actually, it, is the one that you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, you have uh, planted musicians at their wedding, mm. but they stand up, to start playing the bride and groom are like oh my god which of our lovely lovely friends uh decided to like do the love actually thing for us <laughs> and then they just start playing like your favorite ditty maybe it's like uh it wasn't me by shaggy and then you just are like no no this this is just for me this is just uh for my enjoyment i thought i would just listen <laughs> to guys, a song that i like i just had to double today up with uh, your wedding and my live performance of Shaggy's <laughs> It Wasn't Me, the, the horns rendition. I'm worried that is I've got a sitcom for you. Me. What? What's up? All right. All right. So bride and groom are at the altar, right? Go on. Uh, so far, uh, so good. The uh, uh-huh. uh, pastor's officiating the wedding. Everything is going swimmingly, right? Yeah. A couple of groomsmen go and lock the doors to the perimeter of the of the church right sounds like a solid okay prank band so starts far. playing whoa wasn't expecting the band to start playing okay they're playing the song the reigns of castamere okay <laughs> oh jesus okay following me so far i think so all right you walk up to the groom mm-hmm. and you lean in and you say the lannisters send their regards all right you shank him in the stomach okay he goes Here's- down are you going to draw out the entire description of the scene? Here's what I'm worried <laughs> about. Over I'm to worried the wife, about with this so plan. The, you cross over to the bride. Is that... She gets a few fast uh-huh. ones in the tummy. It's okay. okay. We can just keep talking, Stephen. He'll just okay, keep going. I'm worried that later they're going to use this episode as evidence. <laughs> you do a quick slash to the Well, you did ask us to perform to come up with a grift on a, uh, a, a wildly available podcast. <laughs> I just thought it would be like, you know... I can introduce myself as like the the like mysterious art thief, and then I have like you know a a blank business card that I hand to people, and I say if you can contact me, you'll know when to contact me, and then that's the whole grift. Is it? Oh, I got one. (laughs) Oh, I got an actual good one. Wait, I was kidding about the last one. The last one was a reference to Game of Thrones. Okay. Oh, was it? Oh, oh, that's that's crazy. What it was. Okay, so you get um, you get the longitudinal and latitudinal coordinates of the uh, the my wedding. favorite kind of coordinates, and then uh huh, and then um, you put up on a popular geocaching forum that that's where <laughs> <laughs> that that's where like a thing is, <laughs> and then the whole. Ceremony is just constantly being interrupted by people coming in and being like, wait, 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 there's a thing here. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt. There's a thing here. I need to find the thing here. 
And you know, geocachers, they're not gonna, they're not gonna give up just because there's a wedding. Uh-uh, Didn't we no. establish on this show on a previous episode that if you're geocaching, they have to let you in? Yeah, yeah. we did. That's that's geocache rules. I like how we're building these like rules for <laughs> geocaching. Like my favorite one that I just thought of is that you have to get jumped out of geocaching. <laughs> I don't want. <laughs> did you know what getting jumped into or out of something is? No, I don't. Oh, what is it's that? Like, so it's a yeah. gay it's a it's a gang term and it basically means that if you want to be in a gang, uh the other gang members beat the shit out of you and <laughs> oh, if you I survive okay. you get into the gang and if you want to get out, they beat the shit out of you and if you survive you get out of the gang. Oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it's that like if fun. you wanna if you wanna give up geocaching, everybody pulls out their GPS trackers and just starts bashing you with them. <laughs> Is it as simple as just wearing an eye patch? Wow, I never thought about it that way. <laughs> Make it wear an eye patch. Don't reference it ever. Don't mention it. Don't yeah. bring it up. If anybody brings it up to you, just shoot that person an ugly look, turn on your heel and walk away. Oh Don't... wait. Yes, but uh uh no, if someone asks you about it, you reach into your pocket and you pull out an eye patch and you just put it on them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's okay. the full con. You get yourself to be an usher at the wedding. Uh-huh. Easy. Uh, you get in a you get in a day early. You have you have a good reason. You can be like, listen, I'm going to be telling people where to sit. I need to know the yeah. lay of the land to do my job to the best of my ability. I need to know that church like the back of my hand. You open all the hymnals, pick a number, and you put an eye patch inside the hymnal okay. at that number. Then. For every person you usher to their seat, you tell them hymnal, I mean, let's pick a random number, 69. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they know now to open the hymnal, and what else are you going to do with an eye patch? You're going to put, put it on. on. Uh-huh. So just throughout the ceremony, as the ceremony is being performed, just more and more eye patches <laughs> are appearing in the crowd. They think it's like part of the wedding, like it's yeah part of the theme, like oh, they're you supposed t- to. You tell every person at what point, like, oh, at at this part, open the hymnal to page six. You know, oh, at the uh, at the procession and open your hymnal to page sixty nine. <laughs> oh, uh, when they are saying their vows, open the hymnal to uh, page sixty nine. Nice. I, I don't see any flaws in this plan. I I love the grift. I want the tweet. Well, I mean, a tweet of a pastor with the caption, open your hymnals to page 69, verse 420, I think would do pretty well. (laughs) I've spent some time on Twitter. I think it would do very well. (laughs) Do we follow this up with a poll? A tweet that says, how how hilarious did you find this internet interaction? (laughs) very hilarious somewhat hilarious i think we could just post that poll by itself and call it a day why don't we just post our our image and then the next tweet is like how was that content for you was that good (laughs) and then a poll that just says very good good it was okay yeah and then the next one it's like oh yeah try again and then it's just very good very good very good Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is the most like <laughs> slow, like, yeah, sure, okay, fine. Yeah.
all right that that works for me this isn't i i think that's it it's more that might as well be it <laughs> might as well yeah 